Episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible, the house is on fire, and all three of us are eating. That's right, three. Loud two. Not yeah. only am I here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar. Uh-huh, hi. But also awful. our wonderful friend, associate, and colleague, G-Money. G-Money, G-Taco, G-Apostrophe, I, I think in the future, when you, when, when, when you come in to like the episodes, you should do like a DJ Khaled type intro. Dude, you know what? It was my fifth time on here, and every time now I've meant to download the fucking um, hip hop air horn, and I keep forgetting. One of these times I'm gonna do it. Amazing. We should we should just play Punishment by Biohazard when he comes in. I just find it so amazing that that DJ Khaled's like made a career out of just being like DJ Khaled, and it's like a thing. It's so great. Watching Saturday Night Live, and my girlfriend's like, "What does he do?" I'm like, "Nothing." He literally does nothing. Like, I don't understand why he's on the show right now. Branding. Um, I mean, I, like, I get it, but, like, also, fuck you, like, get off my TV. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, what did you want to talk about today, Greg? Right. Okay. So, greg a Other than food. Yeah. Other than the Taco Bowl. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's talk about advertising on social media from bands. And how I think a lot of people are wasting their money because, you know, you get these advertisements and it's like people just posting their band links just saying like, our new album is out right now. And it's like that good for you, man. Like you probably worked hard on this and it's maybe it's cool. I have no idea. But like when I just see a random band camp link and it's just like our new album is out now or just like sludge metal from Arkansas. It's like, that's not really, you're not telling me at all. You're not setting yourself apart from anybody by saying that you know like sludge metal from arkansas like cool i i like paul bearer already so like what makes you not paul bearer at this point you're you smokum you're sludge metal from arkansas we slept on matt bacon's floor <laughs> twice yeah that has to name drop every ep- fucking episode of band that he's been like remotely associated with nobody even knows where i live uh I know where you live. You sent me your address and I stalked you, you on Google Maps. You actually said where you live on the last podcast, Greg. You said that you shop at the same uh, Whole Foods as Dave Windorf. I mean, like, I don't live at the Whole Foods, though. I mean, uh, I, um, Wait, you guys don't live at Whole Foods? I mean, like, on the weekends, yeah. Well, like, well you, said, you, you said the city, I think, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, it's no. right back. Um, I just want to clarify that I'm recording this podcast on the back of a Whole Foods. Yeah, I mean... Where I live. They have you are not. Yes, I am. You did not go out to fucking Whole Foods. You will not even order yourself a pizza. You did not go to Whole Foods to eat. <laughs> it's like a $50 bowl of chili. I live at Whole Foods. Anyway, <laughs> advertising. Yeah. Uh, so one guy actually made a good point that I didn't really think about. He was saying, you know, Facebook's algorithm really um, really strangles a lot of your, your audience. But maybe they're advertising, you know, to get there. their name out there and everything. Which does make sense, but then at the same time, it's like, okay, well, why isn't it, you know, just like a sponsored post for their fans versus it being an advertisement? So I just thought it was really interesting that people are spending their money, but they're not really making an effort to put good copywriting into it at all. 
you know, and I'm not looking for a press release. I mean, it annoys the hell out of me when somebody posts like three paragraphs about their band and it's, we open for these people and this and that, and here's the quote. And it's like, all right, that's great. Like, if you want to do that for a premiere, something like that, phenomenal. That is exactly what you should be doing. But for an advertisement, I mean, like, you got to come up with something, you know? You got to come up with some differentiating factor on like a cool link to a music video that has a cool eye-catching thumbnail or something like that, you know? Like, what if it's just your The band? thumbnail in the music video is key. This was a big thing we tackled when I was working with Starkill. Really? Was just, well, because it was just like, look, like, the, especially, I think, on the internet, I think that video quality does not matter nearly as much as um <clears throat> or sorry um like the copy quality doesn't matter nearly as much as like it being something that people want to click on well but you get that through the copy quality yeah right or the video looking cool i mean you know that's half the battle but i mean i think for me personally i mean if I see you're, you're posting a video or something like that, like a thumbnail is cool or anything, like that's not the only thing that's going to make me want to like check that out. You know, I think there's, I think there's a lot more that goes into it because, you know, tell me something about like why I should care. And you know, it doesn't have to be, I think people take that as like be outlandish and crazy and stand out. And it's like, well, no, because then that can go in the opposite direction where if you're just too outlandish, it's like, Oh, well they're not taking themselves seriously. Or like, Greg, what about something like this? What if, what if you saw an ad? Just out of curiosity, that said something like, uh, for fans of, I don't know, um, you know, Striper, White Lion, and uh, Skid Row, something like that. Is that more like the, what you think people should be doing? Yeah, also, I'd totally check that out. That sounds kind of sick. Um, well, I, I would too. I know you like 80s stuff. That's why, that's why I threw that out there. So, right. just so if you put, so if you, if you saw an ad that basically said for fans of like three bands that you liked, and it was like a video still you'd be more prone to click on that than just random band camp link is what you're saying. Yes, but also like make an effort to A, name bands that are like sort of relevant to each other. You know, if you're like, well, for fans of like Haven, uh, Zealand Ardor, and Cannibal Corpse, like that sounds like a lot. Yeah, and, and that's, that, that's a mistake I see a lot of bands making where right. it's like, you like, know, like you're trying to be everything to everyone and nobody wants that. Right, yeah. like I don't, I don't want to hear Caven doing Cannibal Corpse. I want to I wanna hear Caven doing Haven. So, you know, like pick bands are at least sort of related to each other. And then uh, tangentially, there was actually another guy on Twitter today that was talking about, he got a press release and it was like for fans of, and then named like 40 bands. And it's like, oh, I hate that. You might as well have just said nothing. Like, yeah. I don't, you don't sound like all 40 of these bands. Like what comparisons exactly are you drawing? Like, did you use a minor ad nine chord? And you're like, well, it's Opeth. Like, no, with it, every, that's a lot of things. Like you can't, you can't sound like everyone. So don't try to sound like everyone, but also or claim you sound like everyone. What's up? And, or conversely, don't claim you sound like everyone. Right. Like, don't tell me you sound like all these bands. Then I click on it and I'm like, oh, cool. I don't think they've ever listened to any of these bands. I like, think I think even worse is when bands try to say they sound like no one else. Yeah. They're like totally unique. It defies genre. And I'm like, yeah. no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, de it definitely doesn't. And also, yeah. like, when it defies genre, it's usually deathcore. <laughs> you guys that's actually true i'm not trying to be a dick like i'm not trying to be a dick that's but like actually true. whatever no, 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 you know genre, what? it's usually like it's usually like a shitty take on suicide <laughs> silence the black crown record okay you know what i do whenever i get a deathcore band and i don't want to say they're deathcore i just go death metal that's all i do nothing yeah. else nothing more just death metal 
that's just a hint for everybody out there that's a deathcore band. If you want anybody to click on your album, don't say your deathcore. Say your death metal. And you know what? People are going to click on your album, and they're going to say that they like your album just because you didn't say it was deathcore. Dude, that's like most deathcore bands these days. Like, I feel like yeah. would get way less shit if they were just like, yeah, we're death metal. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, because if you say who would, who would get way less shit? Huh? No, who, who would get way less shit, were you saying, Greg? Uh, bands like Carnifex, like Job yeah. for a Cowboy. Like, shit like that. It's like, dude, it's not deathcore. Any, like, deathcore to me was, yeah, like, the first Suicide Silence records. And yeah. shit like that, when it's like, like, the stuff that was coming up parallel to bands, like, As I Lay Dying at the time, where it was like, these guys are ripping off at the gates. And these guys are ripping off nothing. They're just doing a shit ton of breakdowns. And like, and like, those are the two things. But now I feel like it's evolved way more. And yeah, to say it's like, oh, it's genre defying. It's like, I mean, it's not like, you, you're not really, there's nothing original under the sun anymore. And that's fine. And people need to realize that. Cause I really don't think it's not, it's not about originality. I mean, fucking look at Gojira is like a perfect example. They kind of put their own spin on everything. But it's a lot of morbid angel riffs and pick scrapes, and it still rules super hard. Like, you won't have to be, like, something crazy original to blow everyone's mind. I mean, another one that comes to mind is Power Trip, you know? Like, they're just sick threats. Yeah. They fucking <laughs> rule, but it's nothing, like, mind-blowing and new. It's just really well-done thrash, and it rips. Like, I totally I think, want to listen to that. I think probably the one person I can think of that could actually be called original with each and every album is probably Devin Townsend. That's that's my own take. He, he's probably the one and only person I can think of. But even him, you basically say he's prog. Right. Right. Well, well, you still say, like, oh, well, it's progressive metal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I could kind of see that coming from someone like him. But almost everybody else under the sun, moon, and stars? Fuck no. No way right. in hell. So, okay. So, with the ad. So, let me let me, let me me think here. So, what? what okay. So, you, you're basically saying, Greg, you need to have something that stands out copy wise and you got to have basically the, the a good picture correct right i mean break look, it down if you if i write something on metal injection i was just writing something and i, I switched the headline around a little bit and i liked it better and i can't remember the hell it was now but I, yeah clear i liked it so much that i forgot um but you know it, it's the difference between just saying like like this band has a new song like all right cool whatever as opposed to like throwing a few adjectives in there and saying like you know this band is doing this people are going to be interested more i mean you're not going to click on an article that has a stupid headline like you know um ozzy addresses status of black sabbath like okay cool yeah people will probably click on that but if you get into the quotes and you say like ozzy is uh Saying they're gonna do another album without Bill Ward. Like now, people are like, "Holy shit!" You know, like you did something, and it, it's maybe three or four more words. But at the same time, like it's just it's just copywriting. Because if you write generic, I mean, you're you're not attracting anyone because you're not telling me what to expect. People want to know what to expect because people want to be told what to do, and they want to know what you want from them. And if you don't tell them that, I mean, like, I mean especially for me, like I don't fucking care. You know, like, if you're not going to put the effort into telling me what I should expect and why I should be excited about your band and why I should be really, really stoked about hearing this or at least pertains to artists that I like, then, like, I don't fucking care, dude. Like, there's a number of bands that I've probably never heard in my entire life that I could go check out right now over your band, you know? Like, if you don't put in the effort, why should I care? So, well, one thing that I always point out to a lot of bands who do uh, do write their own bios and shit like that, their own ads, is that they need to hire somebody. Like most most bands, that when you first get the bio from, them, it's like, 
oh my god what the fuck are you thinking nobody cares that you grew up in like fucking southern ohio back in oh. your twins with your guitarist or whatever you know what i mean like, so sixth grade we picked up guitars wow i seriously don't give a shit yeah, you were inspired by fucking, you know, Frank Zappa back when you were six to start playing uh, guitar or whatever, right? right? So I think I think that might also be part of the problem, too, is bands will a lot of times try to save cash and then do it themselves when, you know, they're obviously not even able to string a sentence together. Like, I mean, not even a passable sentence, you know what I mean? No, no, that's, that's exactly it. And I mean, it's tough. I mean, I do copywriting for a living, like outside outside metal injection, and it's it's hard as hell. You mm-hmm. know, to come up with like one headline sometimes takes a while. Sometimes it takes yep. people. Like it's not easy. And yep. sure, I mean, look, if you're a good writer and you're in a band, you know, go for it. Try your hand at it. You know, yep. also fail while you're small. You know, well, I, I agree. But I mean, really, it doesn't really cost that much to even hire someone to even do your, do, do a good job of copywriting. Like there's lots of people that'll do it for like 20, 25 bucks even that are just phenomenal. Right. So, I mean, I, I think it's kind of like you got to put the effort in to actually, you know, do something to attract the attention at the same time. You know what I mean? And to your point, too, like, I feel like if you're not willing to invest in what, and it's, this doesn't apply for bands, it applies, I think, for anything, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not willing to invest in yourself and get things done right, like, yeah. people are going to notice and they're not going to take you real seriously. 100%. And yeah. if you don't know what you're doing, like, you gotta, you got to ask someone. Right. <laughs> Get people who know what they're doing. Get people who can write. Get people who could do marketing, you know. Because yep. that's going to take you so much further. Because, yeah, you might save a few bucks, but, like, you know, you're going to put a shitty press release in all the wrong hands. Nobody's going to care. And your album might be amazing. And, yep. you know, the conception of just, like, oh, well, the, the music will speak for itself because the music's good. Probably, but I'm not going to check it out because I didn't know to check it out because everything about everything else that you did surrounding that album sucked. So, yeah, well, this exactly. is the thing, right, is that for people like – um Greg and I, I think in particular, um, because we get a lot of music sent to us, like we have like, we we joke about this in the Metal Injection staff chat, like we all have kind of our own little sets of red flags, you know, that are like, well, that's how we know this band's going to suck, LOL. Um, You you say that about me, don't you, Matt? You do, don't you? Yeah, obviously. Uh, That's what I figured. Jerk. The group chat is really just an anti-Curtis circle jerk. Well, that's what I figured since you guys are all so mean to me and nobody ever, and not, none of, nobody from Metal Injection has ever come on the podcast. With me. <laughs> not once. I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyways, what I was going to say, what I was going to say next is yes, I, I agree with you on the investing in yourself. You do need to do that with you when you're in a band, but here's the other point too, is if you are going to do it about yourself, you got to be con- like, if you're going to write about yourself, you got to be concise and to the point. And that's really hard when you're writing about yourself. Oh, 100%. I know it's, it's hard for most people to just do something concise, but it's like the simpler you are and the more concise you are, the better, because like if a, a writer sees a big, long email, they're less inclined to check it out if they don't know who you are. It's just the way it is. I know, I know some writers like to crib from press releases and stuff like that, but what I've found is the ones that get the most opens for me, at least, is when it's like one to two paragraphs tops, and it's like very, you know, short. Well, and and I also want to clarify, like, there is value in having, like, I do enjoy having the, not to crib from the press release, but to like have <clears throat> crib. a thorough enough, uh, no, just crib. to have like a thorough enough understanding that I don't have to like dick around Encyclopedia Metallum for 10 minutes to like get an understanding. Totally. 
Totally. You know, like, cause like, that's really what you have to realize you're competing with. And I think that not enough people value, like Greg, what percentage of the time are you looking at Encyclopedia Metallum when you're writing articles? All the time. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, and while I appreciate that Encyclopedia Metallum may in fact be the most autistic site on the internet. 100%. Um, <laughs> like, I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true, though. It is, it is true. Um, Somebody changed their lineup and you go there and you're like, God, no, they already got it. Hot damn. Like, all right. Yeah. So, like, that's really, that's really all I need from you. Is I need, I, I, what I want um, on your press sheet is a little more info than I'll get from Encyclopedia Meta- uh, Metallum. Mm-hmm. And like, but not, but not too much more. Yeah, but like That's enough that like point. there's like a bio and like some key points of reference yeah. and that kind of stuff, so that I can just be like, okay, word. You know, like I just want to be able to get it from the press release, especially because I think when you're writing about bands sort of at scale, the way Greg and I do, it's very helpful to be like to get an understanding where a bands coming from. You know, like okay, cool. like these guys like bathery a whole lot, and these guys, you know won't shut up about Celtic Frost. And that kind of gives you a yeah. sense of what to write about. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of times I don't get, uh, if it's not an in-depth thing, I don't really have a sense of what I'm supposed to be writing about. One thing that you, what's that correct? I was going to say to go off Matt's point, I, th- I don't know if I ever brought this up on here, but the one thing that really drives me nuts about press releases and when I have to like dig through the friggin' encyclopedia, which is just a major pain in the ass. Because yeah. like, Oh, uh, you know, uh, guys from Torch and, and I don't know, three other bands. Get <laughs> a new band. And then either A, fucking doesn't tell me who's in the band or just yeah. gives me names. And I'm like, oh my God, like, tell me who's in this band and what bands they're from. Like, don't bill it to me as a super group and then not tell me what the super group consists well, of. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. Now, I, I've never done that with a super group, but... I will tell you, I have had it many times in the past where the band won't even tell, doesn't even bother to tell the PR that they had someone who was in a notable band guest appear. Seriously? Or, yeah, or, oh, dude, okay, true story, not that long ago, I had a death metal band uh, that I was working for. They neglected to tell me that a triple A death metal vocalist made two appearances on their album and a very famous guitarist did. I didn't find this out until the promo cycle was almost over. What? And it's been going for three months. I'm not fucking shitting you. The One of the reasons why I found out was because the vocalist in question told me. Was he like, why is it mentioned anywhere? And you're like, what? Well, yeah, yeah, that's what he's like. He's like, why are you mentioning my name? I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, did you, is this a separate campaign? Did I forget to do something? Well, that's what it was like. I was like, oh, what? Well, then I also had another band one time. This was like two years ago. They neglected to tell me that their drummer had been uh, involved with another major band uh, for a brief period of time, which would have made a big difference on the campaign. Like, he wasn't there for a long time, but he, they just, you know, I'm like, have you guys been associated with any major bands? Nope. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then later I find out it's like the one dude had been in this major band for a long time who I'm not going to say. It was Dave Mustaine. It was not Dave Mustaine. It was not quite that level. But it was like it was it was like a, a high C level band that people would have known about. Just put it that way, right? Mm. But not like Metallica level or something or periphery level or something like that. Right. So but I mean I'm just saying that that does happen a lot to the publicists too, where where they won't even be informed on something like that too so it's not necessarily that you know the, they're withholding the information it's just sometimes they legitimately don't even know but to like right? 
But to that point, too, I mean, we just did a premiere last week. There's <laughs> a band called Yuri. Uh, Y-U-R-E-I. It was pretty cool. It was like a, was like a shreddy instrumental thing. <laughs> and they had Fallujah's uh, co- uh, Scott Carstairs on there for a solo. So, cool. you know, if, you, if I'm promoting like a smaller band like them, you know, I, I don't know how many people know about this band, but you you go on Facebook, you go on all the social media accounts, and you're like, all right, we don't have that many fans. Cool. Yeah. But then, you know, Fallujah's guitarist on there, the headline should 100% then be Fallujah's guitarist guests on this band song. 100%. Because now I'm telling you, like, here's why you should care. And it's because here's yeah. a guy you know doing a thing on, on somebody that you don't know. That exact, that's exactly it. That's what we did on the Black Passage stream, too. We basically said, well, it's got Fallujah's drummer on it. Right. You know, I mean, basically, I think, you know, basically he wasn't really, he, he's on the album, but he's not like an official band member, right? But well, he's on it. He's on it. Yeah, that's the thing. He's on it, right? You know, so if you got it, fucking state it. So even if you got somebody that's just like remotely associated with the band and they're making a guest appearance, but they're in a major band, use that to your advantage. Don't worry about just being a whore. Like who fucking cares? You know what I mean? Look, Greg even told you that. Paycheck. Like that's, huh? that's what it is. You know? Like, you, you, want, you want to make money off your art. Yeah. And you got you got yeah. to do it by piggybacking sometimes off the bigger name. So like Matt always likes to talk about his association with uh, Max Cavalera. Oh my God. <laughs> I had to bring that up. That he met once in the parking lot. Okay, I did not meet him. I met him multiple. I toured with his son. I only look through his bedroom window. It's fine. Yeah, that's probably. What I, I, I stayed. I stayed at his house. Okay. You what? I stayed at. Um, I stayed at, at one of the houses he has in Phoenix. Do you have, do you have photographic evidence of this? Um, no. maybe. No, breaking and entering. You can't take photos during that. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I stayed You're with pro- Christina. She made us very nice grilled eggplant. Uh uh-huh. Her pool. Uh huh. I was very sure. sticky. Uh huh. <laughs> You met him in a, in a parking lot in McDonald's. He told you to fuck off, and you and you now killed him as your best friend. Yeah, we got it. You're, you guys, you guys aren't allowed to bully me like this. <laughs> it's just funny. The same Whole Foods as Max Cavalera. <laughs> oh yay, Greg! You can now say you're good buddies with with uh, Dave. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. Me and uh, me and Dave Windorf, we hang out at Whole Foods sometimes and don't speak. That's awesome. Whatever. Okay. Back, circling back to what we were talking about about Curtis, you're, you're just a long necked bitch. <laughs> I don't even know what a long necked bitch means. Bitch. What does that mean? Bitch. Oh, bitch. We gotta learn how to say the word bitch instead of bitch, bud. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. Ads. So, okay, so I want to hear the Matt, ba- Matt Bacon's take on this because uh, we know what Greg wants, but Matt hasn't really uh, spoken on his on his thoughts on it. I mean, honestly, I think Greg is pretty on point here. Yeah, I agree. I think that you want to be running ads that are clear to the point and make people understand what they're getting into, you know, and you want to make sure that the core detail, like, obviously, I run a lot of ads, and I like to play around with the copy a lot, you know. Um, You just want to make sure that the core details, like, release date are there. Like, I try to have, like, core detail be, like, release date and then have, like, Selling point, selling point, selling point, and then out. Oh, Greg, quick question. It, it, on the ad, should you, I, heard, I heard someone say that you should always say, click here to purchase. Is that correct or incorrect? Ooh, you know, I don't, even, I don't think I ever paid attention to that, honestly. I, I think that people usually know. Like, like the people really? who are going to buy online or who are going to buy off Maybe. a Facebook link, know. 
Could be. I'm just asking because I'd heard that that's always a good line to have in your copy. And I wanted to ask a copywriter if that was the case. I mean, I guess like, if you want to say like, click below to find out more, like that makes sense. I yeah. never really paid attention too much. Um, okay. Because, I mean, my copywriting is more, uh, I'm a medical copywriter, so it's... Oh, okay. Like doctor's offices and hospitals and stuff like that. Click uh, here to purchase a wheelchair. Yes, yes. If you need to buy cancer drugs and stuff like that, then I'm not it's your stethoscope. Okay, so, okay, so it's undetermined whether, whether that should be or not be. Um, okay, so go back to what you were saying, Matt. I cut you off. Um, no, but basically... What I was trying to say before I was really cut off is that I really try to be like genre selling point, selling point, selling point by now out on the state. A good, that's a good point about saying about when it's out. That, that's a very good point because a lot of people don't do that. Mm. And I mean, that's I've, really just the core of it, right? Is it's just yeah. like hit them with all the facts at once. But like really, there's a variety of theories here. It, it's, it's really like one of the like weird marketing um, – It's, 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 it's like a weird marketing psychology thing that I think a lot has been written about, but not necessarily a ton of people actually understand, if that makes sense. Yeah. What is it? Oh, no. Well, that's what I'm saying is the issue is that there's a lot of, there's a lot of little layers there that I think that and a lot of different approaches. And I've experimented with a lot of different approaches and had success with a variety of different approaches. You know, I think, no. I think it's really just the authenticity of it being yours and going from there. And one thing I want to point out too is if you're going to write, if you're going to make an ad and put it on social media, don't spend tons and tons and tons of money on it until you know it's working. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and this, this is the thing too is like if you have a good looking graphic, like you can have a dog shit, you can have like less than great copy and like still get, you know, if you're targeting, targeting is good, you can still get 30 cents a click. Yeah, yeah, targeting is targeting. Targeting is extremely important. That is true. like I think the targeting is is way more important than but, anything else. But hold up, Greg. So Greg's point would be one hundred percent on point. If you put like the fan for fans of, and you targeted those fans, you then, would probably yeah, be raking up. That's that's the I've done that before, and it cleans up because yeah, you already know they're a fan of Fallujah, so yeah. you're gonna sell to them. Yeah, you we have a I member mean? of Fallujah, and this is for fans of Fallujah. Go check out our new song, Palooza Worshippers. Like, whenever I look at that stuff, I always think of, like, you know in cartoons when someone sold something sketchy on a commercial and it's like, hey, kids, do you like cutting your eyeballs open with a golf pencil? Why, yes, I do. And then, like, you know, like that bit that they always had in kids' cartoons? That's an Eminem song, dude. What? Cutting your eyes open with a golf yeah, pencil. Yeah, hey kids. Yeah, hey kids. You want to do that? Yeah, that's an Eminem. But but no, but it's like also a thing you see in like Simpsons, like commercials that happen within the Simpsons universe. They stole it from Eminem. But yeah. Okay. Re regardless. Regardless. Greg's gone awful quiet. I noticed the last minute. I'm just I'm just listening. No, but but like the the target the targeting is really important. I think being I re realistic and honest about the targeting, and then. So, writing copy that caters to people in that niche is really valuable in my experience. Let, let me let me ask Greg a quick question before before he says anything. What what do you think would be would be better to put in the copy, the for fans of or the genre? Or do you think it's both? I think um, I would say probably for fans of because that's a little more specific than genre. Because again, I mean, this comes back to like 
be like, oh, like you're a sludge metal band or you're a doom metal. Like, I don't, I mean, like that could pretty much mean anything at this point. You know, like you're a death metal band, but like, oh, well, you know, what kind? I mean, there's, there's so much shit and there's so many like bands that broadly fall into a category. Like if, you know, if you were advertising um, After by Ejon, like, oh, well, it's, it's death metal, but kind of black metal. Sh- sure. Yeah, I guess. There's also some weird jazzy parts on there. There's a lot of sick Iron Maiden, like, uh, dual guitar harmonies and shit. Like, like, there's a lot going on. So it's like to market that as, you know, black metal or like death metal or black and death metal or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I guess. But if you said like, uh, you know, uh, and that this, this timeline doesn't work out. But if you're going to say like, you know, like, oh, well, you would like this if you like Shining, the one from Norway to the saxophone. And then uh, New Rivers of Nile. Like, oh, okay. Now I sort of have like. Yeah, now you have context of what this band actually is. Yeah. Right. That would it's be a bizarre band. Death metal, like that means nothing to me. Like I don't know what the hell that is. Like that could be literally anything. So we're, we're metalcore with opera vocals. <laughs> I, I always find too, and this goes back to the other things uh, about not being uh, like like we don't fall into a category. It is. It's sure. Yeah. It's usually deathcore, but then also it, it's also just like the new joke. Real, real wacky shit. And they're like, look how much stuff we can fit in this song. And I'm like, yeah, I remember I wrestled a bear and unexpect. Like, relax. This shit's been done like, for at least 10 years. Like, nobody fucking cares. You're still falling into like that like zany MySpace core stuff. Like, it's not, you're still not outside the box. Zany MySpace core. Jeez. That's, uh, that's brutal. That, that's a new genre. I like that one. Dude, honestly, if a band was like, we're zany MySpace core, I'd be like, I mean, I fucking listen to it. Like, I kind of want to know what's up. You'd kind of respect it. Yeah, like, like, are we talking like the number twelve looks like you? Are we going in more like a horse the band direction? Like, what are we oh, looking? Man, at? I remember horse the band. That guy was super nice. Dude, I I listened the crap out of our Borlax when it came out when I was like fourteen or whatever the yeah. hell that came out. I'm ripped. Anyway, Greg, Greg wants more zany metal. In other words, yeah, I'm not opposed to more MySpace for stuff. I'll be honest with you. I think that men of Greg and I's generation are much more inspired by my, MySpace than either of us care to admit. Are yeah. you like 10 years younger than Greg? We're still in the same generation. Wait, how old are you, Matt? I'm 23. Matt's like 18. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's 12. Uh, yeah, he's like 12. Oh, Aren't you like 28 or something, Greg? Oh, my God. I was 30 in January, so not Okay, that. so, yeah, you're almost a decade older than Matt. Matt's trying to say he's part of the same generation. But, say, but, but I started young. Uh, okay, whatever. Irregardless. Matt, Irregardless. Matt had a MySpace when he was six. You know, I, I don't need to do this podcast. <laughs> but you like it. You love it. Okay, so I don't, I don't love being bullied. He said well, you're inviting me on for the fifth time. <laughs> Let's get back onto the main topic. How much time do we got left? Do we got time? Uh, ten minutes. Okay, so let's go back to the main topic. So we're talking about advertising. So one thing, one thing, on similar, similar but different topic, I wanted to point out is that um, when Matt and Greg say something on Twitter, it's not an open invitation to pitch them. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was funny. I had to point that out the other day to you, Greg. Yeah, I posted that and I was like, hey guys, like, don't waste your time. People were like, hey man, here's my band pitch. I'm like, that, I wasn't looking for things to listen to. I mean, thanks. Like, this is good practice for you. But this wasn't like an invitation. Like, I'm not going to sit here and critique what people are sending me. 
I, I straight I'm actually trying to be more aggressive about critiquing because I, I kind of wonder, I kind of am thinking like maybe I could generate more business that way. Like I kind of want to be oh, like, you know what you could do, Matt? Join, join Fluids. Apparently they'll pay you to critique bands. I've looked at that, but it's, it's, it, it seems so like, stupid, but... it seems like a lot more work than I'm willing to put in. Oh, I'm sure. I'm just saying there you could start, but you could start your own Fluids. Flatulence, you could call it. Curtis, I, I, I don't. I'm just teasing you, man. I, I don't feel like hitting you today. Well, but it, it, we just built up to like a 45 minute fart joke, and that's it. exactly. Uh, so, anyways, back. So, back to what I was saying. So, anyways, bands don't pitch Greg, Greg, and Matt when they post something online asking for an opinion or stating a fact about bands. Unless I know you, and like you're gonna email me and say like, "Hey, man, get to check this out real quick." Like, different story, then you know. Exactly. Greg's on there to be social. He's not on there to be pitched. Yeah. So, same thing with Matt. I know a lot of people do that to Matt, too. Kim Kelly used to get it all the fucking time. She'd say something about a band, and there would be like 100 people would go post the, post the links underneath her tweet. So, just keep that in mind when you're, when you're dealing with people that, if you're, okay, let me ask you a real question, Greg. So, if people are more, if a band was actually social with you and actually talked with you on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you would be more inclined to check them out in the future, correct? Yeah, I mean, I just want to know that, like, the people that I'm helping at least appreciate it or, you know. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, I think, is, like, so often, and I know this happens to you, Greg, is you have someone hit you up who you haven't spoken to in two years, who you tried to maintain a relationship with, who has then dipped out until, magically, the day their album releases. Dude, Anytime I get a message that starts out with "Hey brother," I'm like, "Oh fucking, here we go." You've talked about this before, yeah. But like, and the thing is, like, with with most of the, there are some people, um, who my relationship with them is honestly, it's very straightforward, and we're both very straightforward. That I think you make good music. Thank you for hitting me up once every two years. Yeah. Occasionally, send me an appropriate meme, and we'll call it a day. Like that's my relationship. That's, that's my that's, that's my relationship with Jordan from Merlin, for instance. You know, yeah. is like um, Ten Ton Slug that I helped out. By the way, I wasn't a Ten Ton Slug. It's a fucking great band name, and they're also good. You know, that yeah. is a great band name. I talk to him sometimes. He's a super nice guy, and when they have new music coming out, he just he like no bullshit, not like hey, how's it going, and then like leading into it, he just messages me and is like, hey man, we got a new song coming out, we're playing some shows, we got a new video, can you premiere something? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, and, and and yeah, like like Jordan from Merlin like knows we're not gonna be like homies. Like he bought me a drink one time at Psycho Las Vegas, which was pretty nice of him. Yeah. But like but like I like he lives in Kansas and doesn't tour. So like he get like he's pretty with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the thing, is like there's a lot of people who like live in Kansas and don't tour who mm-hmm. like don't understand they live in Kansas and don't tour. Right. Yeah. And you know, and it's fine to have that lifestyle, but you need to be like aware about it and like play the game with that in mind. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that's where you see people falling down is like, as a matter of fact, you can tell me what you want or you can beat around the bush all the time and just aggravate me. We're almost out of time. Any final words of wisdom or things to push? Greg uh, Kennedy rules. We should have him back. I, I, I agree. I would like to be back, uh, hopefully next week. 
Uh, listen to 10 songs a They're pretty good. And I can't think of any other bands that I haven't listened to right now, but I will. The one that you did last, uh, the other day that I, I checked that was pretty damn good too, the Sludge Band. I can't remember. Was it Ten Ton Slug? I feel like it was. was it, was was it, it Slug? Ten Ton Slug? I think it was. Was it them? Yeah. I don't remember the name, but it was really good, whatever it was. Well, also, real quick, we're recording this the day before the new Tool single comes out, and I am fucking stoked. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, yeah, boy, yeah. guys. It's going to be weird. I'm, I'm kind of stoked for that, actually. It's going to be sick. You know what okay. we could do? We could, li- we could all live tweet while we were listening to the single for the first time. I might do that at midnight, honestly, if it hits uh, streaming. Okay. Ooh, this could be interesting. I'll probably be in bed though. But I'm, I'll I'm look gonna be. I'm I'm headed to the to a thing with with a guy. You guys will see more information about it tomorrow. Right. Is it Max? Okay. Is it this has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?